0: Welcome into another episode of the Payday Podcast. This time, I'm all alone. No John, no Mutt. Shime is running amuck. I have a special guest here. We're switching gears completely. Screw the NFL. We're not even going to look for my picks from this weekend. We're going to the NBA because season tips off tonight with a little bit of a doubleheader. Coming up on the Payday Pod, we look at the win totals for every team in the Eastern Conference. Are they going to go over? Are they going to go under? Time to find out. All right, we're back here. Coming in for the Eastern Conference win totals in the NBA this season, I am joined by the Five Out Podcasts. Nick Fryer, also a writer for WEI.com. Mm-hmm. What's up, Fryer? Uh, not much, I'm. How you doing? I'm, uh, I'm good, bud. I'm good. I can't hear you in my ears, so I'm going to try
1: and figure this out. Is I don't that, know why. That's weird? It's almost like you did it on purpose because you're upset that I accused you of eating the tops of muffins in the break room.
0: I definitely do. Why can't I hear you? I don't, I don't know.
1: It, it looks like I, my can, voice you is You can showing. hear me,
0: right? Oh, yeah, I can hear
1: you. What the
0: F? How about now? Ah, there we go. All right. See, I just needed to press a bunch of buttons, and then we figured it out. And hey. You want to know something? What? I'm not going to edit that. Oh, really? I'm just going to leave it there. It's fine. <laughs> I love that. Best case scenario. <laughs> Anyways, Friars here. We're going to go over some uh, NBA win totals for the Eastern Conference. So what you can do is you're going to hear the Eastern Conference win totals here on the payday because it was my idea. But mm-hmm. then we're going to go over to the five-out podcast for the Western Conference totals. So if you want the whole NBA, you're going to have to check out both. So make sure... Right off the bat, you are subscribed to both the 5-Out pod and the Payday pod. Make sure you don't miss anything, because especially if you're looking for all the NBA content, especially gambling content when you're talking about us, Mm -hmm. that you could want, make sure you're subscribed to both channels. I might even make an appearance over there once or twice this season for a couple things. Oh, yeah, you definitely are going to. Did you do your research here? I'm ready. I have oh, yeah. done extensive research for this. Yeah, I've, yeah, oh, definitely. I'm,
1: I've been. I mean, I'm locked in on the season. I'm ready for it to get started, man. I'm itching right now. Itching. Yeah. Well, the games start tonight, like you said. We got the Clippers and the Lakers, and then uh, what is it? The Raptors and uh, Pelicans. I mean, geez. The whole... <laughs> yeah, the whole Zion thing. We did our power rankings for the show. That's what's going to be our next episode before we release. You are my Spoiler gambling alert. talk. Yeah, and we did the the aggregate uh, power rankings and everything. Between the three of us on the show, and it's like, well, we have Zion, you kinda of worry about his knee, and then boom, we get the, the news six
0: to eight weeks. Yes, yeah, so Zion play. Williamson out six to eight weeks could be a huge impact, especially on the rookie of the year race as well. Yep. That's another thing we'll uh, get into. Uh so let's get right into it. Yes. Let's jump right into it. Let's start there. We we're already talking about Zion he was number one on the Rookie of the Year charts mm-hmm. by a mile for the most part. Right. John Morant was pretty close behind, but then like the next closest was R.J. Barrett, and then it just really drops off from there. Right. So with, with Zion out six to eight weeks, does he still have a really strong claim to, to that number one spot for Rookie of the Year, or do you think Morant or maybe somebody else has an opportunity to come in and really kind of steal the light? I think he has a reasonable
1: chance. The fewest games played ever by a rookie – that won the Rookie of the Year was Patrick Ewing with 50. So, six to eight weeks still very much has a chance. But it's going to be tough being in New Orleans and the way they've built the Pelicans and everything. The other thing is six to eight weeks, I would assume that means that's when he can get back to basketball activities. So, it'll probably still take another two weeks after that, I would think, for him to kind of get back. So uh, these odds now, we got, what, plus 125 on the money line? Where'd you you get these from, by the way? Uh, I got these from the William Hill Sportsbook. Okay, Our good friends down at Twin River. Oh, perfect. Awesome. So I would say the, I mean, (laughs) those odds now, probably not. I wouldn't go with that. They're probably
0: going to drop. Like, honestly, this is from this morning. The Zion News dropped probably yesterday. Um, Yesterday, yeah. So this is from this morning. They probably have not been updated quite yet, but at the same time, I I still think Zion's going to be at the towards the top of that list at the very least.
1: I would now put my money on Barrett. Barrett. Honest. Okay. I put it on Barrett. Over Morant? Over Morant. I think Morant's a good player. I I love John Morant. I think yes. he's going to be awesome tournament last year. And I don't know if he'll be necessarily be the better player cuz the point guard wing you know comparing the two is different, but and any other thing is Barrett is in New York, but I think that New York's going to play with a chip on its shoulder all year long cuz everybody keeps talking about how the Nets are the team there and you know embarrassment to the league or the, the city and everything. But I think Barrett's going to be their shining star. And everybody's going to want to be talking about the Knicks because of the the Nets and all this crap. And I think Barrett's going to get so much more attention because
0: of that. And then Zion's going to be kind of catching up later yeah, on. Yeah, I actually really like R.J. Barrett. Um, I think he has an opportunity to really shine, especially in a team that doesn't have a ton of talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we'll get right into the win totals. The Knicks are st- slated in at 26.5 wins on the year. Um. I look at that number. I mean, they had 17 a year ago before. I think they suck. I think 26 is way too much. Um, I don't I don't think it's way too much because
1: Marcus Morris isn't a slouch. Julius Randle's a good player. I think Barrett will look good. Is Kevin Knox how is he going to do this year? I don't think it's way too much. I think it's close enough where I'm a little uncomfortable. I'm still going to go I'm still on your side of this. I'm going to go I'm assuming you're going under. Yeah, I'm going way under. I'll I think under this too. is
0: a lock. I think RJ Barrett has a chance to shine, but in a way uh, that Matt Ryan has shined on a one in seventeen. Like, his stats might look real good, but it's because they're down 30 points, and he's chucking up balls, and he's constantly scoring, and he's just going to pad those numbers. And that's fine, and that's good, but when it comes to brass tacks, and it just wins and losses, mm-hmm. the Knicks are still the Knicks. Now, you guys still
1: advise people, like, stay away from certain games, right? Absolutely. Like, like you're supposed to not bet on the Falcons, right? One of your yeah. rules, yes. John Anderson goes and picks the Falcons exactly. in a game, right? Yeah, idiot. like an idiot. Good job, John. Um, anyway... I would say stay away from the Knicks at this total. Really? Okay. Yeah, I don't like it.
0: Uh, so you you say stay away, and for me, it's almost like a lock. Ooh. Like I would almost be willing to lock this down on the other. Oh under. man! If I if there was one team in the Eastern Conference that I'm going to say lock it. It's, I would almost go the New York Knicks. Oh, no, no. The Cavs are the, when you have next on the list. That's my lock. Okay, so so let's get right into it. Cavs, 24 and a half. Yeah. You're way in on the under? Oh, definitely on there. They suck. They <laughs> lost to the third string Celtics. In the, I didn't know it was the
1: preseason, but come on. Yeah. You still had um, Vadova. You had uh, who's the
0: um, Sexton's out there. I mean, Kevin Love's out there. All their guys are there. And I think the they other suck. thing that you have to take into consideration, too, is it's a real likely possibility Kevin Love is traded some mm. sometime some, some during the season. That could I know there's been a lot of uh, rumor mills surrounding the possibility of going to a place like Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so I, I think dealing Love middle, late of the season is almost a no-brainer for the Cavs. Uh, this team is awful. 24-and-a-half, oh. I'm with you. I am on the under-train I, there's no way they won 19 games last year. I don't even know if they make that. Like uh, it is, it, if this number was 20 and a half, I might have a hard time. Mm-hmm. But at 24 and a half, I don't think there's a chance Cleveland touches 25 games. No, I think you're right. 100%. So, so I, I think Cleveland's out. And let's keep working our way up. So the next, another low low team on this list, the Charlotte Hornets mm. sit at 23 and a half. Yep. How are you feeling about Charlotte this year, Dan?
1: Um, I think twenty three and a half is oh, they're the bottom one on this one. I didn't that didn't hit me right away. I thought the Cavs were the bottom one just because the way you lined it up. Damn, man, the cat that the I think the Hornets are gonna do better than the Cavs, that's for damn sure. Twenty three and a half though, mmm. See, I'm very stingy when it if I'm, if I'm, you know, when it comes to gambling and all this stuff. I've gotten burned too many times in my life. Whenever I've done it, <laughs> and uh, it's not that I've done it a ton, I just get very frustrated. I would say I personally wouldn't want to touch that one because I would think they're anywhere from 21 wins to 27 wins this year.
0: Yeah, this team is not great. I, I don't think Terry Rozier is going to do well. Um, I think he is not worth the money they paid him. Mm, uh, I, I don't think he is either. It may just be a product of uh, free agency right now, and just the, every contract is just blowing up out of proportion. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and, that, and that could easily be it. But overall, top to bottom, this team doesn't have talent. Like, it's just, a, it's just void mm-hmm. of any great talent. Like, at least with the Knicks, you have R.J. Barrett, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's potential there. You have Knox. There's potential there for talent to develop and grow mm-hmm. and be something. This team doesn't have that. I guess. I mean, there's something about them, though. I don't
1: know. Maybe it's just because the way they did against the Celtics in that first night, um, in the first preseason game, that I was. I mean, they were getting inside like it was nothing. That's more of a knock on the Celtics without Daniel Tice, I guess. But in their interior defense, but I, I, I don't know. I feel. You know. What, I will. You know. What, as we're talking through it more, I'd feel more comfortable probably betting. Mm. This 23 and a half is really low. If they were at 26 and a half, I would say absolutely on the horns, bet the under for sure.
0: Yeah. So I, I Even think 25, I would the say. thing I look at it, I look at it as last year they were at 39. Uh, almost more or less, is Kemba Walker worth 16 or 17 wins? Is he that good? Because for, I think that's the big difference. For right? a team like that, yeah. He yeah. Is. He might be the big difference there. Mm-hmm. And I think removing someone like Kemba Walker and only replacing him with Terry Rozier is not very good at the under. You're right. Yeah. I am going to hit the under 23 and a half. I know these are all very low numbers and we're starting three uh, all unders back to back to back, but I, these teams the talent pool in the Eastern Conference is so minimal. Mm. It's very much there's good teams at the top and bad teams at the bottom, whereas in the West there's so much talent from yeah. from number 1 to number 11. Yeah, it's really just, it's all, like, good
1: teams at minimum. I mean, in the East, there are some good, some eh, and then there's, like, a little, there are tiers to it, but it's, yeah, they're, the bottom of the barrel teams are not good. That's for damn sure.
0: Who do we got next? Uh, Next, let's go to the Wizards, the Washington Wizards. Mm. (laughs) Mmm. 26 and a half wins. Last year, they had 32. They just gave uh, Bradley Beal the extension. Yep. John Wall is not the same John Wall he was years ago. Yeah, and he's not even... I
1: mean, he's, not, not even not, he's not even close. But I don't even think he's going to be playing.
0: See, he, yeah, he's he's he, injured, right? I don't
1: know if he's out all year. He's Achilles, right? Yeah, he's Achilles. He's even if
0: he g- does come back, I don't think it's enough to push them. At this <laughs> with, with Achilles, you know, the, I, as much as I have
1: total faith that Kevin Durant will be very close to what he was yeah. before the injury, I don't know if I have that same feeling about John Wall. Well, yeah,
0: he wasn't even what he was... like. Good John Wall was so long ago. It feels like it feels like John Wall should be into his mid thirties. Yeah, yeah. That's how long he feels like he's been here. But it's it's just not the case, and he just he, it, his talent just has seemed to dissipate. Or maybe it's just that he doesn't care. Maybe it's the atmosphere in Washington. I I don't really know mm-hmm. uh, what his deal is. And then giving Bradley Beal his extension doesn't. It, it, that's fine. Beal's a good player, but I don't think it does your team a lot of good yeah uh, long term the only i mean they
1: have Isaiah Thomas too who i do i do like that ad quite mm-hmm. a bit i'm not saying he's going to go and put them over the top but they've gone there they were they're way down on the list and i think that's fair but at 26 and a half you know you Beal and Isaiah Thomas that's not a bad that's not like no especially if Isaiah Thomas
0: Conference. musters anything of what he was when he was here mhm uh, exactly. like if, if there's any of that left and he finds it Yep. he could be a very valuable piece in that front court or yeah, front court. the back court, it's back great. court. Thank you. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, see, that's why you're here. <laughs> um, and uh, and I think that that one-two punch of Thomas Beal could be pretty good. The 26 and a half for me was a tough number. This this might have been the toughest one. Like at the, at first glance, uh, in the East for me, just because those first couple teams I just felt are all awful, and I'm like, there's no way they win these games. Mm. And then this team is bad, but I've seen worse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have just talked about three <laughs> so miserable teams. It's like I look at the, the the Hornets roster, right? The Hornets are not a 23-win team. The Wizards are better than the Hornets, but are they only three games better than the Hornets at 26.5? I think they're better than that.
1: I think they're, too. I like Rui Hachimura a lot, too. They're great. Yeah first round draft pick this
0: year. So I think I I think I'm, I'm going to take the over 26 and a half on the Wizards. It's very hesitant, but I think there's somewhere between that 28 to 31 win range mm-hmm. specifically because like you said, Bradley Beal, great player, and then if Isaiah Thomas finds anything, if he gets anything going, any momentum, that's immediately another couple wins right there. The amount of points that they can score between the two of them alone. Right. I, so I, I I like going just over on the Wizards.
1: Yeah, I think that's I think that's the right call. I, I would go with that too.
0: Okay. Perfect. Uh, let's go next to let's go to the Chicago Bulls. Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah, currently sitting at 32 and a half. They won twenty-two last year. I don't really have a great beat on the Bulls. Uh, so I like Kobe White
1: a lot. A bit, He's one of my favorite players in the game right now. My favorite guy probably out of this uh, current draft class. They got him. They got Markkanen, They got Otto Porter Jr. They got some decent players, and they're building something there. But I just don't think they're there. I mean, I'm thinking they got Levine too. Yep. So I just don't think they just don't have <sighs> the guy. Yeah, they don't have the guy. And at thirty two and a half, that is a top. Tu- that is one where I don't. I don't like them. Like I don't like that. I, I could see them easily slipping down to. I could see them sitting right at thirty-two. I think max for them this year is probably like thirty-five wins. They're they're getting there, but they're. they're I mean, twenty-eight wins for them this year is an improvement from last year, and I think twenty-eight is kind of their ballpark. And I would go under with the Bulls.
0: Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you here. I, I feel awful because I keep agreeing with you, and that I've been agreeing with ag- you. too. It aggravates me too much. But <laughs> I I'm just the lesser teams. That's the way it I works. Look at it, I look at it the same way I just looked at the Wizards. I think the Wizards almost have a better roster than the Bulls. So why would I think that the Bulls are going to win that many games? Mm -hmm. If I don't even think the Wizards are going to win 32 and a half games, why would I ever think that the Bulls are going to win that many games? You know what I mean? And so I think for me it's just I have to go under there, specifically just because it wouldn't make sense to me that a worse roster is going to get, especially in a league that's star-powered, it's – it's it. your team is based specifically on your talent. There's right. No question. It's not a football where it's 11 people on the field at one time make up a unit and everybody has to be clicking. It's If one guy is hot, he can win you games. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Washington Wizards just overall have better talent. And so I can't just... Conceivably, think that the Bulls are going to win more games than them, so I'm going to take the under 32 and a half. But if we were talking
1: about investing in a team right now, I definitely would invest in the Bulls over the Wizards because they have far, they have more potential down the line because they have young guys we don't know enough about. Exactly,
0: yet. they're still developing that talent, and if they make those jumps, if a guy like Otto Porter Jr. makes that jump, uh, you have that opportunity. But I, with nothing guaranteed, you can't you yeah. can't just assume that he's going to do that. They're
1: one. They're one that's where. I'm pretty confident they're not gonna get to this thirty the thirty two win mark. Yeah, I know it's thirty two and a half, but I'm pretty confident in that they're not gonna get there. But because they have a lot of youth, that's one where it could kinda come out of nowhere and then they pull off just
0: a little bit more. I mean, that's why they these odds are usually set pretty accurately, right? Uh exactly. These guys in Vegas know exactly what they're doing. Exactly. So let's go next to the Atlanta Hawks, currently at thirty three and a half. They got twenty nine wins last year. Uh, Fryer, how are you feeling about the Hawks? I take year? the over
1: on the Hawks. Ooh, he's, yes. that was quick. Yeah. Why? Trey Young is a savage, and I, who was it that I was just writing about the other day on for the, the Hawks? Let me pull up their roster real quick. I don't have it memorized for some reason. <clears throat> Where is their roster? I apologize. It's okay. Give me one second. Uh, Trey Young, they got Redditch, Hunter... Oh, John Collins, that's who it was. So between the two of them, John Collins took a huge step this past year. Now, they lost Torian Prince. He's now with the Brooklyn Nets. They traded him away, but... Between those two guys, you have Evan Turner down there now too, who's a good leader, a good team chemistry guy, and you have Vince Carter. You have two veterans there who are helping shape the culture down there, and I think that Trey Young. I mean, he was a Rookie of the Year candidate last year, and against Luka Doncic, who's a freaking stud. I mean, yeah. either one of them could have won Lucas that. Exactly. The best. So you go. You have those guys. I think that they're breeding something down there that could, I I'm looking towards the future, to sustain itself. But I think that part of building something towards the future is them taking another step this year because last year they won, what was it? Where am I looking here? They won 29 games. So I think that they'll 33 games, yeah, that would be a good step in the right direction for them, but I think that they can get past that too. They're a fringe playoff team for us on five out.
0: Okay. I think this is the first time I'm going to go in the opposite direction here. Good. I think what I'm going to do, honestly, it's it's more so, I'm going to go back to what you just said a couple minutes ago. In a team to invest in, I think the Hawks, Stock is growing. I think this is a team you buy low and will increase over time. But I think right now, a lot of their players are young. Their 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 big playmakers are young guys who haven't <laughs> been there. Fun
1: not intended. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> haven't been there enough, and I, I think I think there needs to be more development here before I can convincingly say this is a playoff team okay. or even. They might be a fringe playoff team if a couple things break right, but I think that thirty three and a half line is really good for them. But I would say they probably win somewhere between thirty and thirty two. I'm going to take the under, and I'm not super convinced about it. Thirty six, right now, calling it thirty six. You think thirty six? Wow, okay, so they clear that thirty three and a half, no Mm -hmm. problem. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, there you there go. Certain I... teams are
1: vulnerable. The Pacers are going to be vulnerable at points this year. I haven't looked at the schedule, but they're vulnerable. That's true. Without Vic uh, early in the year, and even then, we don't know what he's going to turn into. The Magic, we saw what they look like without Vucevic. Oh, my God. It's like a freaking middle school team. Yeah. They got no shot, so... There are some teams that are, like, in the Magic were a playoff team last year. They're right there. Yeah, they're on the edge. So what happens with the, the, the Pistons? I know we got to get to those and, teams too.
0: Yeah, but. no, and I get. I guess ultimately, it, again, it it comes down to will these young players take that next step? Exactly. It's will they? Will Trey Young continue to be a stud? Mm. Will uh, you know all these other guys continue to step up and not take any steps back? I'm not fully convinced because I just feel like the Hawks are not. I, I don't think they're ready for it yet. Okay. And so that's kind of where my head's at. Next thing we're going to take a look at is the Detroit Pistons currently sit at 37 and a half wins for the season. They got 41 last year. So this is a number that's gone down. Fryer, how do you feel about the Detroit Pistons?
1: I think that they're another one of those fringe playoff teams. I think when I did when I did my individual power ranking for them, I think I had them just on the outskirts. Um, definitely a lower end, like they're a borderline playoff team in the East. I'm going to go with 37 and a half. Yeah, because if you lose Blake in the course of the season, it, who knows what D. Rose is going to look like as, as he's relied on a little bit more. He, he was fine last year, but he only played, I think, 50 games. I'm going to go with the under on the 37 and a half. Uh, nah, this is a tough one because I could see them being 39 or 37. Dang it! This is a tough one, Chime. Yeah, I, so this is a really I tough th- one. I actually, actually feel pretty good about this one.
0: Oh. I think ultimately the cream will rise to the top. The you know everything always works out that way, right? Mm. Talent always rises to the top. I think the Pistons are a forty-win team. This is I think they are a five hundred team. I think they make the playoffs probably right in that 8 seat slot. If I'm looking at the Eastern Conference teams, the Pistons are the eighth best team in my opinion. I think they sit perfectly in a number eight, and I think that number 37.5 is a little too low. I think if that was more in the 39.5 range, I might be a little more apt to say under, Mm -hmm. but I I actually really like them sitting anywhere from 39 to 41 wins on the season again, kind of reproducing exactly what they did last year. I understand Blake has that injury-prone status.
1: Same with D. Rose.
0: D. Rose does too. But if you get anything out of those guys, you're in really good shape. And even without those guys, this team is still better than a lot of teams in the Eastern Conference.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I, I don't know. Without those two, those are the—I mean, it's those two and Drummond that they're built around, I mean, pretty big
0: time. I mean, yeah, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm going to
1: go under on this one, Shime. I've talked myself into it because I'm not okay. convinced in the health of those two. Like may be fine now, but I'm not convinced something doesn't pop up.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I think as long as they're managed properly— um and I'm not saying you even have to give them the LeBron treatment where you're just shooting for the playoffs because I don't think by any any means is this team guaranteed a playoff spot. No, they're not. But I think they sit perfectly in that 8th spot. To me, that's just how it looks. They would be my 8th seed. So that means they got to win more than 30, 37 and a half games. I'm going to take the over. You're on the under. Mm-hmm. You know what, the, the Hawks, now that we're
1: talking about it, maybe the Hawks uh, end up taking that piston spot. Might I slide think. in there. You never know. I'm Start, starting to feel it.
0: Or uh, another team might uh, fall apart. Who knows? This is true. So the next team on the list we got is the Miami Heat. Mm. 43 oh. and a half is their current line. They got 39 last year. You are shaking your head. Fryer. spill. 41 and 41, Miami Heat. That right is, on
1: the 500 mark. They're going to be 500 this Why? year. Why? They got the superstar in Jimmy Butler, yep. but he's not, I mean, he's a very good piece, but he's still not in that, I wouldn't, I'd have to, like, he's definitely not in the Kevin Durant, LeBron, and Kawhi group. I wouldn't even say, personally, I'd put him in that second tier. Like Again, these are like small tiers of like five, so I would, he's probably like that third tier of superstar. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a guy who's going to get you wins, but... Outside, I mean, Tyler Hero. I like him, and I gotta pull up the roster again. But I, Olenek, I just...
0: <laughs> Justice Winslow, <laughs> Gord Yeah,
1: they got rid of uh, they got Leonard now too, and they got rid of Whiteside. So I'm sure that they're all that happened really quick after they got
0: Jimmy Butler. But I think that um, yeah, I think that they're a 500 team right on the nose. So Miami for me is a team that I kind of expect to try and make a move middle of the season. I expect them to go out and get somebody. Chris Paul. Yeah, that's a. Perfect example. Uh, there were rumors of that when he originally went to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked if they're interested in it during the season. Right. Get somebody to play with Jimmy. I think Chris Paul is motivated right now, having gotten dealt off the Clippers, and he's on this Oakland team that or Oklahoma team that he doesn't want to be on. Uh, but he's making a lot of money, so you oh, never know. He might yeah. not be as motivated. A lot of money. Either way, I think Miami has the ability to go out and make a move. I think they're primed to do so. I think this team is going to be a guaranteed playoff team in the East. Mm-hmm. I think Jimmy Butler alone kind of gets you there. He, he, he puts you on the doorstep, and I think with the other guys, and if they make that move, I think they're bound to be in the playoffs. I don't think they're going to make it out of the first round. No. This 43.5 number is high for me. Yes. I know I like what you said at 500, but I think they're better than they were last year at 39 and whereas i think the East, some of the eastern conference has taken a step back oh yeah i'm going to go over hesitantly i'm going to take the over with miami and i'm going to do it Oof. on the belief that i think they're going to make another move i think there so is a domino to fall with miami and that will change the outcome of their season if they don't do anything i do not feel confident in taking the over but i am of the belief that they definitely make a move at some point and that will kind of propel them over that forty-three and a half.
1: Last year, forty-one and forty-one got you the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference, so you can still get that. And I, I get the feeling we're going to go back to a, we're going to have like at least another year or two of there being at least one sub-five hundred team making it out of the Eastern Conference into the playoffs. Remember when that used to happen like yeah. all the time? Yeah, like three it or happened. four teams, five.
0: And, and this, if this, if there's going to be a year that that happens, it's going to be this year where Definitely. the majority of the talent is in the West. The East is very all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, injuries and trades could play a major factor into the Eastern Conference playoffs. Definitely. Definitely. So the next team on the list, let's go to the Orlando Magic. Mm, yeah. Currently sitting at 41 and a half. They won 42 games last year. What are you thinking? Where are we at here? With I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it,
1: uh, uncomfortable over. I think that Vucevic puts them over the top and makes them a playoff team. They have good length. Terrence Ross is a beast. Aaron Gordon is a solid player too, but I think that um, Ross is going to be huge. He's going to be huge for them this year. And um, I just I think there's still a playoff team in this in this conference with the way things are kind of built right now. They're close though. It's not. It's by no means a lock because there are there are, I would say probably six teams that are really close to being. Eh, I'd say there are four teams that are postseason locks. Five teams. There's a 6 one that's really close to being a lock. Because it's dependent on one player, even then. But Matt, the Magic are right there for the battling for seventh and eighth with the Pistons, the Heat, and I think they're going to beat out the Pistons in the course of all this, and maybe even
0: edge out the Heat. Okay. I so is that is that, so you was, saying... that was
1: an apprehensive, uh,
0: uncomfortable over. Sorry. Okay, so Fryer's taking the over. I am also going to take the over here. I like this Orlando Magic's team. I, <laughs> It, it sounds weird. Um, I also have this weird feeling that uh, our friend Markel Fultz. Oh, stop it. Sean. Rises from the ashes like a phoenix.
1: Stop it.
0: You ready for this? Go ahead. Rises from the ashes like a phoenix, and it becomes the sixth man that this team so desperately would love. <laughs> Uh, I've hot take of the day. That is right the there. hot take of the there it is of 2019. That's it. I, I love the. I like the roster. I don't love it. I like the roster. Um, Vucevic is awesome. He's so good. Ooh, he's uh, and if it, he continues this pace, I think they're in very good shape. Um, and you know what? I think if Marco Fultz makes that jump a little bit, I think this team is undoubtedly a playoff team.
1: If if Fultz makes if Fultz makes a jump, then they're gonna blow past. At 41 and a half. I have no faith in that. I think they'll still be fine, <laughs> still get like forty three wins. It's a really close one though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we're going both gonna take the over there on the forty one and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh next, next up we got the Indiana Pacers. So this was the
1: team that I said is a is, is really close to being a lock. I would I mean I'd bet the farm that the Pacers are gonna make the playoffs. adding Malcolm Brogdon, even if you don't have Vic back at full strength. But the problem, and I know they lost Stad Young, but I mean you have the better players in Sabonis and Miles Turner there. Mm-hmm. But the thing is with those with this team it's just they're they're good but they're just without Vic they're not quite as good. I mean they they are I mean they look like a title contender almost with 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 a little Now how
0: l- how long is Vic out for? He's not
1: I, he's not back
0: yet but he's I'm
1: sorry he's tr- he's working out and doing stuff but I I don't know the timetable on the weeks. I don't think uh, I've seen it in
0: Per ESPN, Here we go. cleared to take part in half-court, five-on-five work in practice. Okay. That was four days ago. Okay. So he is slowly working back. We'd know so, if he was active. He's not active. So, so he, I I think two so weeks. So ideally, you'd expect him almost to be, though, at full strength by Christmas? Well, yeah, hopefully. Well, wait a minute.
1: You know, what do you think is full strength? Are you talking like Hayward last year, or are we talking what you expected
0: Hayward to be no, last year? No, I'm talking like 75% of what Oladipo is. Yes, which, which is a great player?
1: Yeah, ah, uh, I don't know about seventy five percent. Well, if, no,
0: no, no. I'm saying the hundred percent Oladipo is a great player. So seventy five percent is a good player. It is a good player, but I don't know if he's going to
1: be at seventy five percent because you know we talked with, with Paul George when he had his leg injury and Gordon Hayward. Now they're different, but still, th- there's the mental aspect of of not knowing. You know, with some guys, it's not knowing if you're going to go do a certain play, if you're going to land on your leg funny, or if you just don't. If you move in a certain way, is it going to trigger something again? For sure. With Oladipo, I I am worried about that,
0: and I I think that's a valid concern. I think I love Malcolm Brogdon. Mm. I, I I think he go one. Th- I think that kid can ball. Yeah. That kid can play. Uh, Second round or two. Uh, it, I'm gonna I'm gonna say over forty six and a half, but just barely. I really like them at forty seven and thirty five. Mm-hmm. Right in that range. Maybe even 48 and 34. Um, But I like the over for the Pacers. Uh, I think talent-wise, this team is clearly one of the better teams in the conference. I think they're going to be able to win the games they should win and at least compete in the games that they are facing more uh, competent opponents.
1: I think... The, you're absolutely right. They're not going to lose the games they should win. Yeah. The ones were. I mean, we saw what happened last year when they played the
0: Celtics. Though in the postseason, they they competed kind of, but I mean, Celtics took care of business, yeah, for sure. So without Oladipo, this is a wholly different, a whole different team. Oladipo's on this team, and it's a lock for the over, exactly. I think. I think that yes, they're absolutely a lock, and I'm. I would imagine that over would be higher. Yeah. I.
1: The thing is, though, this is a tough one to touch. If you, it depends on how you feel about Oladipo and his rehab. If you, if you're confident and you think that he's going to come back and be seventy five percent of what he was, which I think is better than what Hayward was in his first year, agreed. back. agreed, one hundred percent agreed. Maybe kind of in the ballpark of what Paul George was in his first year back, but I, I'm, I'm not confident. And it's not a, it's not an Oladipo thing. He works his ass off. I've read a ton about it, but I just don't. I, I just think the nature of the injury, indig- the injury and what comes with that, I'm going to go with the under on the Pacers. Okay. Cool. But it's so, going to be it's going to be like 45. Yeah, I think
0: I think it's going to be either way it's going to come down to how he comes back. It's ultimately oh, what's going to change this. Completely. It's if he comes back strong and healthy and like I said 75 to 80% of what Oladipo was halfway through the season, then I think they are primed to hit that over. Mm. If he doesn't, if he struggles, if he's slow to return, I think, I think you probably nailed it. Tough one to bet on. Yeah. And that's, this, this, for me, is a stay away, mm. specifically because of Oladipo. Oladipo's, if his health was not in question, this becomes an easy pick. With his health in question, this is a stay away because you have no idea how he's going to rebound from this. Yeah. He's I, I, definitely a stay away. It's Perfect. Definitely. I'm glad we're on the not, same not page.
1: Not like the Knicks. I was, I was totally way off on that one. That's a <laughs> stay away. Such a, such a baby. Totally. Such a loser. Yeah.
0: Anyway. Uh, let's go next to uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Currently sitting at 43 and a half, The new home of Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. They won 42 games last year. How do you feel about the Brooklyn Nets? Over for sure. Over, Over for, for sure. sure. Yep. Absolutely. And this is lost. even because uh, Durant may not necessarily not expect- play. Not expected to come back. That's what and Sean Marks said. And you still think without Durant, you still think, this team goes over 43 and a half wins. Over
1: 43 and a half wins. Absolutely. Joe Harris is a knockdown shooter from outside. Kyrie Irving, as much as he can be a pain in the ass, he's still a superstar stud. Great finisher at the rim. Uh he's an isolation. He, he's one of the few really, really good isolation players in the game. I understand sometimes that slows things down. Jared Allen looks really good right now. I think DeAndre Jordan is not gonna, he's just gonna do what he does in terms of you know, be a good rebounder, yep. block shots. The big one for me right now is well, Karis Lavert is. He got, his year was shortened last year when he dislocated his foot and he was killing it by that point. I mean, I remember reading somewhere he would have gotten close to what Jalen Brown and Buddy Heald got like in that range of money for his extension instead of the 52 and a half that he got. So everybody's high on him right now. And Torian Prince has been lights out in the in the preseason with his shooting. And he was like a 39% three-point shooter last year. I mean, in the Time. He shot like seventy percent from three in in the pre, four preseason games. Obviously, you can't keep that up, but the point is, he's made a lot of progress. I like that add a lot, and and I think we, Dimwitty and all these other guys. I mean, they have a very good team, and I, I like Kenny Atkinson too. So over for sure on this one.
0: Okay, one of my number, my top locks here. Crazy theory here, and this <laughs> is we go. Here we go. this is this is so this is something that I've kind of been brewing in my head for a little bit. Um, it's almost the anti-Patrick Ewing theory, right? So the the Patrick Ewing theory is that you take a an amazing player off a team and they just all of a sudden become better because they're working harder, they have better chemistry, all those things. I think Kyrie Irving instills the anti-Patrick Ewing theory on this team, whereas you are bringing Kyrie Irving into a good environment that was really good last year. They completely overachieved last year, right? Oh, yeah. D- and D'Angelo Russell at the time was playing fantastic. Yeah. Kyrie kind of steps into that d spot, right? Mm-hmm. What happened the last time Kyrie Irving played with a bunch of younger guys? Nothing good, right? Uh, yeah, I mean... I, I don't think end... Kyrie Irving does... Without Kevin Durant in the lineup, Kyrie Irving does not know how to lead a team. He cannot be the guy. He can't he I don't think he can be the guy and the team be great. Okay. He will never be on a great team where he's the number one guy. At least when the, he when he was with the Celtics, you had Al Horford there yeah, to de, try and balance him out.
1: You got DeAndre Jordan. And as much as you know he's gotta worry about getting locked out of his own place, I don't I like what DeAndre Jordan's saying. I gotta say that. He handled the China mess well. He got asked about that and he seems to be saying all the
0: right things at this point. And he's old now. Like he kind of gets it a little bit. He does, but I don't think he's going to carry enough weight. Okay. To kind of fix that, I'm. I'm just. This may just be because he's. He just. If it feels like spoiled milk, I'm drinking spoiled milk now. (laughs) With Kyrie Irving, I'm just. I'm out on him. I'm out on his ability to lead a team without Kevin Durant. There, I'm going to hit the under, assuming this team goes 500. That's. I think. Forty one and forty one sounds right in their money range. The 43 and a half, just a smidge too high for me. I'm gonna go under on the nets in in theory that Kyrie Irving will blow this whole thing up. (laughs) Okay. All right. I don't I don't think you're in the minority, Sean. I've got to be honest. Yeah, well, especially with people from Boston. Because people that just dealt with him hate him. Yep. Here. He left such a bad taste in our mouth that we want nothing to do with him and want him want to see him do nothing but fail yeah well and i honestly i think there's a good chance he does that uh the next team that i want to talk about with you the toronto raptors Mm. currently sitting at 46 and a half they won 58 games last year they lose Kawhi leonard where does this team stand fryer
1: this is the thing about the Raptors is they are the perennial regular season team. Yep, they always do well. They go all out. Part of that it was who they had before was um oh my god who was their coach before it wasn't Sam Mitchell who was that? oh was it oh, I can't remember anyways um but Kyle Lowry has been part of that the whole way through. Marcus is not going to go. I mean, he may take nights off, like in theory, like get a rest night. But he's when he's out there, he's going full force. And Siakam, the way he plays too. I don't love them with the 46-and-a-half. I don't love it, but I think I would end up taking the over thinking that they're going to be something like a 48-win team, certainly not 58 like last year. Yeah,
0: I, I don't think there's no chance they match what they did last year. I think Siakam takes a step forward. I think Gasol fits well here. I think the real issue with me is that I don't think Lowry can carry this team to 50-plus wins. No. It, that he just can't. He's not that good. Lowry, to me, is a 1B player. You cannot have him maybe even just
1: yeah, a 2A player. I think he's a 2A player and he thinks he's a 1B or something like that. Yeah. I mean, he's, he
0: he, well, he kind of like teeters on it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Some days it'll be like, ah, this is why they pay him. This is why he's here. And other days it'll be like, well, where was Kyle Lowry tonight? <laughs> and so for me, that 46.5 is a lot. Yeah. I, I
1: agree with you on that
0: one. But I also think there's a lot of bad teams. In this division, and I think from let's see, the four seed to the eight seed is all going to be de- decided by like two or three games. Uh, okay, I-, I don't think these teams so are going to win. Casey was
1: thinking are. of before. I'm sorry, I was hung up on
0: that. <laughs> no, it's fine. But
1: I no, I I understand it. it's going to. I think it will be close. But I think that there are three teams that will be. Mm, I don't even know if I'm confident in saying that. I mean, I'm saying that the, the Raptors. I'm saying the Raptors are going to be a 48 win team right now. I don't know if I, I, don't, I don't actually. I'm going
0: back on that right now that
1: I'm saying that. Yeah, this 46
0: and a half. They did a really good job with this line. Because yeah, because I want to say they win 46 games. Here's
1: my thing. 40. I, I want to say they win 46 games. I don't think I don't. I'm not trying to jump ahead to the Celtics, but I know where their line is. Yeah. I think they're definitely a better team than the Raptors, as much as the Raptors are a good regular season team always. But I don't feel confident with the Celtics line right now and necessarily taking the over. But. You know what? I'm going to go Raptors
0: hmm, for
1: 46 sounds really right, too,
0: Shyamay. Right? 46 sounds like the money number.
1: But you know what? I'm going Raptors over.
0: You're going to go Raptors over? Yep. I'm okay. going, but there's like 47, 48. I'm going to go Raptors under by a hair. Okay. I just think this team is, I, I think the 45, 46 number just sounds right. Without Kawhi Leonard there, it's Kawhi Leonard is worth 13 wins for sure. Easy. This kid On a top this guy, end speak speaking of Kawhi Leonard might be has the chance to be the like the only guy in NBA history to win a championship with three different teams, two of which were in back to back years. If he goes to the championship this year and wins, yeah, like imagine that. This guy could be like in the best of all time conversation after next season. If he does something like that, yeah,
1: I mean he's not going to be LeBron stuff. No, but he's like but on that. He's on that
0: next tier outside. Yeah, but he's on like that second tier of all time greats. Yes, like you may you start putting together the all pro teams of all time greats. He's on maybe the first team, at least the second team. Yeah, I think that's not the first team. Uh, maybe more like third team. Yeah. Me. It's
1: You're right. Either way, the point just, is just
0: just from the championships alone makes him puts him in this upper echelon of players. It does. It, yes. it puts him in the conversation. No doubt. Right? No doubt. And, and so I think he's worth those 13 wins by a m- huge margin. Maybe even more. I don't think they make that 46 and a half. I don't think they get to that 47th win. I'm going to take the under. You say you think he's worth 13? Yeah. Okay. 13, 12. Okay.
1: All right. I see it. Bye-bye Close one though. I'm it, one over it's,
0: I don't. I don't blame you because again, like I said, the rest of the Eastern Conference is not great. I can't take
1: under on everyone. Yeah, taking under we can't the majority.
0: Take under on everybody. So we have to take it over eventually. Uh, you know, I took a couple there, but I just think the Raptors are under. I think as we'll get to them, I think there's three teams that are clearly primed for higher numbers, mm. and they've scaled it. and Vegas has done a good job of scaling it in that direction. So let's get next to our team. The team we love to root for. Let's go to the you, Boston I, Celtics. I love
1: to cover them. You love to root for okay, them. Okay, fair enough. Got to keep some level of professional.
0: Yeah, you know what? All right, man. I do. Not you. You're fine. <laughs> You're damn right. I'm going to be a homer about this one, and I don't give a flying F. Mark it down, Celtics, over 48 and a half. I'm going to say it now. I I was at UConn when Kemba Walker was at UConn for a brief time. Oh, really? I got to watch Kemba Walker win a national championship, and that that Big East tournament into the NCAA tournament was some of my favorite moments of being a fan. And I, even growing up as a kid, was never a huge basketball fan. Until I grew older, I appreciated it more. I started to like it more. I started to get involved with it more. And being here at a sports station helps. Mm. I watched Kemba Walker. I will never forget. one of There's there's few moments in your like sports fandom life where you never forget. I never forget losing the 07 Super Bowl. I never forget winning the 01 Super Bowl. I will never forget winning the uh 2014 Super Bowl or the uh 2007 World Series. I'll never forget those moments. What about the 04 World Series? Good God, man. I know, but I was yeah, I will be honest. you were the, the 01 Super Bowl, but not the 04 World Series. Yes, I was a l- I fell asleep at the end of the World Series that year. Anyways, podcast is over, buddy. I'm out of here. No, no, no. As I was saying, Kemble Walker versus Pitt in the Big East tournament. Okay, that mo, that step back on McGee will forever be burned into my mind. Let's go! Cool I'm all in. Put Kemble Walker on the Celtics. <laughs> he fits the attitude. He does. I think talent wise, he's not as good as Kyrie. I'm, I admit that. I understand that. But I think he fits better into what they want to do. In terms of his attitude,
1: he absolutely does. In terms of talent, it's not that big of a drop-off. I think I think most people would agree on that. Yes, Ky- Kyrie is the better player, but we're talking like... I think on 2K, they did a pretty good job of assessing it. Kyrie's like a 91, and Kemba's like an 88.
0: Yeah, and that's probably because Kyrie sh- shoots more consistently.
1: Yeah, he's a, he's a better shooter. He's yeah. a, well, he's a better ball handler, too, but he's one of the yeah. best... Ever, yeah, Kemba's great, but he's not. I mean, he's
0: not in that. He plays better defense. That's about. That's where he kind of gets his edge over Kyrie. That one little edge, but Kyrie has all these other edges that I think that's why Kyrie kind of outweighs Kemba.
1: Kemba's not that. I mean, look, Marcus Smart's talked about how he's a he's a better defender than he expected, but I don't think anybody expects him to be a good defender because well, he's it's so nice short. having Marcus
0: Smart play next to you.
1: That helps a ton, and I think Kemba will be better defensively in Boston than he was in Charlotte because. Everyone's like that. All of them. Across the board, doesn't matter. Sides are... Always. That's the biggest thing. And that's where he'll end up making a difference. Will, we'll see a little bit of a difference, but I'm not going to go and say that's why... You know, I'm not going to give that as an advantage for either one of them. I don't think it's that much of a difference. Because Kyrie had some moments, too. Anyway, um, I like Chase, where Jason Tatum is a lot right now. I like where Jalen Brown is a lot. I know it pisses a lot of people off, but I've always been on the side of... I'm a little higher on Jason Tatum. The money was a lot yep. for him. But I Hayward Jalen Brown yes sorry Jalen Brown yes. yes that was that was a lot not Tatum um, but I think that those two are going to be closer to the progressions we expected them to take last year the both okay. of them so I'm confident in them now and I, I like where things are with Tice and them defensively and I think Hayward will do well he'll be a lot better than last year I I think a lot better originally I was thinking eh 14 and a half's a lot but Looking at that group, and I like where Carson Edwards is. I like kind of where Grant Williams is right now too as a guy who might be able to fill in some things Horford did.
0: I'm going to take the over. I like it. I'm going to take the over. Uh, question for you. It This is Tatum's third year, correct? This is his third year, yeah. Historically, and you can fact check me on this one, but this one I know. <laughs> Paul George made his jump in his third year of his career. And I believe Jason Tatum makes a similar jump this year. And I think that's why I feel so confident in the over. I don't think he's going to be quite that good. Like, I don't think he's going to be putting up 20 and 10 every night. I'm not, I'm not asking for that. I don't think he needs to with the players around him. But I think Tatum takes a very marginal step forward from where he has been the last two years. I think you see those points go up. And I think, overall, you see him become the focal point of this team. That's the other thing with Kemba Walker that he brings to this team that Kyrie didn't. Kemba doesn't need to be the focal point. No, he doesn't. He he is an additional He's, piece he said he that's very that. good. Yeah, I think Tatum becomes that focal point. I, I agree. I like Brown a lot. I think his athleticism is off the freaking charts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Tatum takes that step forward this year. Um, and so I'm so confident in the Celtics hitting that over. I'm sitting right around 51, 52 wins for the Celtics. Just to I give
1: think. the payday listeners a little bit of a reference point on what you said about George, you're right. It was his third year. He played 79 games that year. He scored 17 and a half, had seven and a half rebounds a game, and 1.8 steals. If, if he turned into Paul George, I mean, if Tatum
0: gets, if Tatum gives you that this year, I, 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 th- he's I don't think all-star. you can ask for a lot. That was an all-star year. Yeah. Exactly. If Tatum pushes 18 points and eight boards a game, you are, you're set. Yep. Like you are as a team, you are golden. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter anything else because for the most part, as long as everybody stays healthy, your team's going to succeed. Right. Uh, let's go to the next team on the list. It's a team. Uh, you know, Boston fans don't particularly care about talking about. Let's go to the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, not big fans of them. Look, the
1: thing that's tough is they are a lot better than those bottom-of-the-barrel teams, and they're going to give the Celtics fits throughout the course of the season. They're going to be tough for the Bucks too. It's a good team.
0: Yeah, they are a good damn team. And shocker, Ben Simmons made a three-pointer Oh, in the preseason. It was, it was wild.
1: <laughs> Still can't believe that happened. I am at 54-and-a-half. Uh, that's really high. I think they are, they have potential to be a 50-win team. 54-and-a-half, that was a lot. But, kind of like we said before, it's going to be, I mean, there are going to be teams where we have a lot of unders. I think I'm going to have to take the over on the 76ers.
0: Yeah, I'm over on the 76ers. I, I think this team, top to bottom, might be one of the more talented rosters in the conference. Um, I don't think they have the best player, uh, because I think the best player in basketball is on the next team we're going to talk about. But I think overall they might have one of the best rosters in the Eastern Conference. Probably the best top-to-bottom roster in the Eastern Conference. I love Al Horford there with Embiid. I I think Ben Simmons, can. T- I, I think he takes another step forward. I think this is that kind of year for them. I think they are going to be a great regular season team. And then playoffs are a TBD for me. But this is only regular season numbers. I think they win about 56 games. I'm going to take the over.
1: So just as a frame of reference for everybody wondering, well, how are you going to have three 50-win teams, possibly four or whatever? Well, last year, one through four seedings in the Eastern Conference. Bucks sixty wins, Raptors fifty eight, Sixers fifty one, Celtics forty nine, and then fifth was the Pacers at forty eight. Yeah. So and
0: and and as we said, there's a lot of teams that are going to sink down around that five hundred marker, maybe just under that, uh, and it allows those upper echelon teams to really kind of rack in the wins. There were five teams that were right around five hundred last year. And lastly, let's go to the Milwaukee Bucks. Fifty seven and a half. Yeah. Fifty seven and a half is a big number. I yeah, but. You got to go for it, right? I'd go over. Yeah, yeah. I would go over in this.
1: Because one of the big things is I'm not like the Kyle Corver is by no means uh, <laughs> a superstar or anything like that. But for what Giannis does, having a guy like Kyle Cor- Corver is huge. That's why he's followed LeBron around. A ton. It just create space. Create space. He's a guy he trusts to kick it out to. Now he's just he's he's had the old bull in LeBron James, and now he's going to go over to get some of the young calf with Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think that's going to be huge. Middleton. Obviously, you lose Brogdon. That's important, but I still think that they're head and shoulders above some of these other teams. They're not going to lose those games that they shouldn't.
0: Giannis is the best player in basketball. It's that simple. Yeah, that, I, I don't. I,
1: think, I, I can't. I. Okay, he's arguably
0: the best player in basketball. If he
1: had a three, yeah. But he can only score in two. And even then, he doesn't
0: have a jumper. I mean, that's just like, he's not a... He's, just, I, he's a bull going to the hoop. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I, I think take Kawhi, probably. Okay. And you know what? I'm not going to argue with you. It's one of the things where there's a couple guys. There's one or two other guys that you can choose, and I'm not going to argue with you. Mm-hmm. But I, I think Giannis has to be in that conversation. Mm-hmm. It, it's unquestionable, his talent and ability. I There's no way... That they go under here, right? There's just I'd be shocked, barring injuries, and that's always a uh, that's always barring Giannis injury. Yeah, even
1: with because even with just being Middleton, I still feel confident that Giannis is going to get the job done with Korver, Lopez, Eric Bledsoe, George Hill. Like that's enough
0: because this they're going to beat up on the teams they should beat, and they and they are going to compete with all of the good teams and win a lot of those games,
1: mm-hmm.
0: especially in the regular season. And so I think. Going for the over on fifty-seven and a half, I think it's a good play. I think yeah. I think they could win sixty to sixty-three games. Yeah,
1: I agree. I think sixty's a reasonable, reasonable expectation.
0: Perfect. That does it for the Eastern Conference, my friend. Yes, it we does. we ran a little longer than I thought we would, but you know what? That's yeah, just how it is with me. Sorry, Worth a, it's all right. You know, I like to talk. You like to talk. That's how we do this. We we haven't gotten to talk basketball yet on this pod. We needed to give the hoops heads. Uh, on the cheer for, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yep. So, uh so yeah, so that's going to do it here on this episode of the Payday Western Conference Totals. will be over on the Five Out podcast. Make sure to go subscribe to them. Make sure you can listen to that episode. We're going to have a lot of fun talking about that because they have some awesome teams. I'm super excited to talk about the Western Conference. Don't forget rate, review, subscribe right here on the Payday podcast. Give me five stars, and you can say whatever you want about me. I don't care. It could be negative or positive. doesn't really matter to me. Just give me five stars first. Fryer, you got any last words?
1: Uh, Keep your eyes peeled for the Western Conference one for later Wednesday, I would say. Perfect. Wednesday.
0: Follow us on Twitter at ThePaydayPod. Follow me on Twitter at ShimeTime. You, sir, are on Twitter at Nick underscore Fryer. Boom. That'll do it for us.